Hey everyone, it's Nina. And Liam, hi. Wow, this is so formal. Yeah. Okay, so we sat down with Diego, who is an MMA fighter and also a drag queen. He's also really renowned in the art world. He's a painter and sculptor, and he also has a persona, a drag persona, Lola Pistola. So who, she sat down with us and- Tattoo artist. Tattoo artist. Diego, oh, Lola. Lola Diego, Diego Lola, can do no wrong. Really uh, wonderful episode. I think you guys are gonna like it because it's violent, but it's heartwarming. Yeah, it's there's a lot. There's something. For there's everybody. a choke out story in it. For Christ's sake, if that doesn't hook you immediately, and he chokes out a lady. Yeah, he's cool as fuck. What? What? If you're into that thing, check out the episode with <laughs> Lola. Okay. Let's get into the episode. Remember uh, another one of the first things we talked about on this podcast is how this woman came up to me randomly and they called me a charlatan and mm -hmm. I was like really appalled and like awestruck and I was like, I can't believe that. And that <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude, it's like the player <laughs> became the game that it got played or however the saying goes, if you know what I mean. I don't know what that's Sometimes I feel like a person who just learned English. <laughs> Sometimes I, you know. Mm. Wow, Lola, you look great. Thank you. Did we start already? Because what do you mean? I, did we start the first, already? Like, five minutes was just me honey, myself out on my phone. Honey, we started when we attached that GoPro to your center console two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. oh We've God. been doing a documentary about you. It's like the Truman Show. With Lola. <laughs> oh man. Oh, this sounds. This is probably uh, paints me as such a like narcissistic child, but I think children are narcissistic. Um, I thought that I was like the only, I thought I was like being followed as a child, like the only person that like kind of existed and like, like Truman Show style. And when I watched that movie as a kid, I was like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a riveting documentary. Like I just really <laughs> thought it was, I thought I was like, oh yeah, I'm for sure like the only person. And then like when I turn my back, people turn into the aliens. And then when I turn back to them, they turn into the human form. But like, I'm gonna catch them one day. I'm gonna turn really quick. Yeah, no, I can I can relate to that. I think I felt like because um, I was raised Catholic, so uh, I felt like God was testing me. So everything's an experiment. Like people are just there to test my faith most of the time. You know, like did you were you actually religious? Like personally, uh, traumatically, yes. Uh, my uh, f not my first experience, but like the most fucking horrific biblical thing I remember was um, my mom. Not a great influence. Used to leave me uh, home alone a lot when I was a kid. This is in San Diego, right? No, this is in Mexico. This okay. one, I'm still back in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And uh, some guy knocked on the door and he's like, yeah, I'm selling biblical placemats door to door. And I said probably like the absolute worst thing you could say, which is like, I'm a child that's home alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to answer the door. There's <laughs> no one here and I'm barely wearing a thing. <laughs> You ought to not come in. I didn't lock the door. It's too big. It's too tall. I can't reach it. The back door is open. Uh, uh, so he's like, does your mom take you to church? And I'm like, sometimes. <laughs> and uh, he like, well, here, let me show you something. And he slipped me a biblical placemat under the door. And it was like the one about apocalypse. So at like the tender age of like five or six, I'm like, holy shit. He's like, yeah, the world's going to end. You should go to church. And I was like, oh, fuck. And that has pretty much affected every decision i've made ever since because you cannot get it out of my mind that i'm not going to live to see the end of the world really mm, yeah you really firmly believe that 
Yeah, it's kind of like ingrained in me since, like I said, since a very early age. So I, I have a very like uh, impulsive nature where I'm just like, eh, fuck it. World's well, going to end. Might as well. How do you think it's going to end? Oh, shit. Like, we have so many choices now. It's like, you know, fucking Putin, fucking <laughs> global warming. It's like, oh, my God. AI. I saw What's your favorite way for it to end? Fuck. I think I just want AI to take over, and then we'll be like the biblical happening of Terminator 2, you know? like Damn, dude. That's more Hollywood. That's know, a like, great, oh, my God, pitch it. <laughs> Let's pitch it. But when I was a kid, I was always, like, terrified of it, and I'm like, bring it. Like, I want to see this shit, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, that's probably why, uh, and a good segue into your uh, intense risk-taking in your life in general, because you've done a lot of cool shit. You are like an evil Knievel, but like a little more fun, because you've been a fighter for most of your life, and then you were couldn't fight anymore because of so many injuries, right? And then you did, but you still fight sometimes, but then you did arm wrestling, which was like really intense as well, because you saw like a bunch of arm breaks just crazy but yeah you just do how, so much how'd you get into fighting um well i was kind of always like a bad kid you know like in and out of trouble you well, <laughs> you know with that mom that questionable mom that just leaves you at home alone but yeah. you, you learn a lot of things from the tv from the television mm -hmm. as people say television in mexico and uh you have to say it in the voice like Television. Television. Yeah. <laughs> I like it's it in... Muy bueno todo el tiempo. When you watch it, they'll say like, uh, now on HBO. They'll say, they say like HBO. <laughs> I love that. HBO. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Also, by the way, I'm not trying to knock you guys' production, but I thought like Kraft Mac and Cheese Services was going to be here and I was going to get like a little breakfast. <laughs> oh my God, wait, do you want a little we snack? Yeah. No, I brought my Takis. <laughs> just in case, but... uh I, I couldn't get the, they were all out. I don't know what hood I was in, but those are like the blue heat ones, which is like, I don't know if you're going to get gangbanged in the wrong hood. If you those, <laughs> are like, those are like the Blue Lives Matter talkies. Yeah, why are they? Yeah, that is really bizarre. I don't know, they like banned the like, they're Doyers talkies, dude. Red and shit. They're like banning everything, you know, like I got my menthols and shit, I got my Newports. Oh, like, these are gonna, the worst thing that Biden ever did is try to take menthol cigarettes away. I'm like, that's like, that's a racist policy. I got the hook up. I got the hook up. If anybody needs it, I'd have this shit delivered to your house by the truckload. Wait, Newport's got banned? Yeah, they're getting, menthol cigarettes are getting banned. Oh, you man. smoking here, you can't smoke. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. All right, that's cool. Not yet. Not yet. I brought my vape. Oh, what flavor? Um, You know what? I'm trying to, like, talk to some people right now. I'm, like, trying to produce my own shit, so it's, like, taki flavored. That would taki, taki definitely flavored sell. menthol. I think would be like that sounds disgusting. The way to go. Now I'm now I've abandoned <laughs> it. Wait, so how did you, yeah? How did you get into fighting initially? <laughs> Give me that. Give me that. <laughs> I don't even smoke. It's just like Lola smoke, but it's like you know. This is a very good flavor. Is it? Yes. I'm a connoisseur. You want, you want a hit? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Quit. Oh, you quit. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> in a relationship, and now you think that you're Jesus fucking Christ, huh? <laughs> That you're such a don't good let guy. You, man. Don't let change you. You, <laughs> gotta you. you gotta be you. Dude, you, you know what they say? Yeah. Bros before hoes, dude. I'm I just see. kidding. Your girlfriend's a really lovely human being. <laughs> <laughs> I feel such a tall drink of water. I just like, look at him. Yeah. Sitting over there. I still smoke cigarettes when I'm drunk, though. I like that. Yeah. That's, That's classic. And I love a spliff. Don't get me wrong. I'm still in the tobacco game. You're, a, you're an all-American man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. How tall are you, Liam, like again? It. Like 6'3", six, 6'2". Six, how Actually, tall are you? Ooh. Lola, how tall oh, are you? In heels? Yeah, in heels, how tall are you? Yeah, 5'10". I used to be 5'9 all the time, and then I started squatting. 
like like heavyweight after I retired from fighting, I was looking for things to fill the hole. <laughs> and like everything I do is extreme. Like I don't do anything like I just like squat until I'm about to shit my spine out. And I got up to like squatting 450 and then I went to the doctor and they're like, you're 5'8 now. And I'm like, what? Wait, you, that can happen? <laughs> yeah, you compress the fuck out of your spine. You can, dude, what the fuck? I didn't yeah. even, so you lost an inch of your height. So you're 5'8 now. Yeah, and then I started doing yoga. Now I'm like 5'8 and a half. I got like a little bit of it back. So you turn your goddamn spinal cord into a fucking accordion, <laughs> basically. <laughs> you're like, this shit's a yo-yo. Yeah, I like pass out deadlifting so many times. Like I would deadlift in my garage and shit. How many like, hernias have you had? Uh, just one, but it hasn't broke all the way through. It's in my jelly roll. Like it's still like in there. Liam yeah. looks so scared. Huh? You look no, like, that's, I, just, like yeah, I didn't know you were lifting like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you're really, really strong. You're very strong. Thank you. And delicate. <laughs> yes. Wait. So yeah, how did uh, the fighting start? Slash, like what? What was the like organization yeah uh, motivation at that time i was like really into riding motorcycles and like crashing them mostly and literally evil knievel oh, <laughs> i've wrecked so many motorcycles like i worked at a, a motorcycle shop and i would buy them from the like the in san diego was like so many fucking navy kids and they all want to look cool on bikes and then they like fly out from fucking omaha to their first service and they spend all their money on a bike and they wreck it two weeks later because they don't know how to ride i would buy them for like a thousand bucks from the insurance company after i total them out so i would like wheelie them out and shit and just be like did you do tricks yeah all that shit so oh. did you like compete yeah i would like race bikes all the time and then i was trying to get serious and settle down with my first wife mm -hmm. and uh she was like i think you need a new hobby because i was like just showing up bleeding places got like red bikes on the regs how did you break um a lot of bones or anything Fuck yeah like like if you look real close like i covered up with tattoos and shit but i got like i would just lose skin all the time i was just oh. like, shit but, yeah um, so you just had like road rash pretty much everywhere yeah God. and i'd rather break a bone than that but uh uh so i went over to a friend's house and i saw this this documentary about fighting and it was um, called Mark Her the Smashing Machine, and it did not depict a good lifestyle. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I was like, that's what I want to do. With my... And I was at that time, my wife had kind of like wrangled me in and got me back in school. And I had straight A's. I was going to transfer to UC Berkeley for mechanical engineering. Shut <laughs> I'm not fucking with you. I'm not fucking with you. She went, she went to UC Berkeley. She was like a scientist and shit. So she wanted to move back up to the Bay Area. And I went to community college. I had straight A's in a like honors program. Wait, so at this time, were you in your like early 20s? Yeah. Okay. Like mid 20s. Okay. I started pretty late actually even for fighting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. And then I'm so interested in all of this because you were with your first wife when you guys met young, I remember you told me something about yeah, that we, just when we, we met hung in out. High school. In my high school, okay, yeah. Cause also Diego is a father of three. Father of father three. Father of three. Um Well I ain't got no kids, but I'm eyeing him. <laughs> <laughs> if, you know, if we hook up then I get more money on my E B T card. <laughs> You know, that's saying, more toxic. <laughs> I got lots of rooms for tattoos. You can put your name right here. Oh my God. I would love to see just like, you know, in like that, like that kind of like font, that like airbrush t shirt font of just like Liam. Right here, Poppy, just so you know it's here. <laughs> <laughs> On the eyebrow. Yeah, replace I call your eyebrows. Spell it Lee and then Yum. Lee Yum. I'm so scared. <laughs> You're like, yes, sounds good. Yeah, cool. Whatever you want. <laughs> 
Oh my god! So tell us how you ripped people apart with how strong you are. With my man hands, yeah, <laughs> I got those too. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean that's like so you fought for you started in your mid twenties. You pivoted from chemical engineering, mechanical, mechanical, mechanical engineering yeah. to just like oh, this is really inspiring to me i mean which is so cool because it's like you personally what what's really you're you're really inspiring honestly because you've had like you know there's second life but you've had like third life fourth life like you have changed and you're so dynamic and you're still like pretty young and so it's just like an like you've had so many lives and i think that's like a really wonderful thing because i think people get really i mean i'm in my early 30s and i still am like this is the way I'm gonna be forever. Cause you just get, you, you're so short-sighted with like any projection of the future. But like, I, it just seems like you have just like, oh, I did this and then this interested me and I went to do this and then I started doing this and then I couldn't do this anymore. So I decided that this was a good thing. So yeah, I kind of like wanna explore your just like gestalt and then, I mean, it's just, it's interesting. It's just interesting. What's like the worst, okay, what's the worst injury that you've inflicted on somebody and what's the worst injury that you have gotten inflicted upon yourself? Wow, well, I've broken like at least four people's arms. It's like, like have, bone out of the skin? Uh, I have this move called the Kimura. Like I didn't invent it or nothing, but it's like my specialty. And for some reason- Show, like, show it on Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, get up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's working with a lot of leverage. He's got some long appendages there. Yeah, so. you know, he's got that like, slender man body. Yeah, but yeah, I'm slow. I'm not. I, I got my head movement is slow. I'm get if I'm gonna fight, I'm getting hit a few times. That's for oh, sure. me too. I I almost don't even have any head movement. It's just like punch me in the head until you get tired, <laughs> and then I'm gonna wear you down. Your pain tolerance is like very high. It seems. Yeah, one time I uh, broke my leg, and my coach called me a pussy, and he goes, "There's no way it's broken, Diego. There's no way." And I walked on it for like three days before I went to the hospital. It just kept getting more and more swollen. And my wife at the time was like, mm, I really think you should go get that checked out. And as soon as I walked in, the guy's like, yeah, that's fucking broken. He looked at the x-rays. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I... what, what league were you fighting in? Sorry. Uh, I fought for Bellator. I fought in oh, a lot shit. of local leagues. Yeah, yeah. I fought, um, I was destined to be in the UFC. Like all my teammates were in the UFC, my coaches, but... I detached my retina before, like, I got my call to the big league. Oh, fuck. Because I was 155, so 155 is, like, the most stacked weight class there is. Because usually you walk around 175, and there's more humans walking around 175 than yeah. any other weight. One time I was, uh, I got a call to be in the UFC at 145, and I turned it down just because I was, like, I was so excited. I'm, like, I'm going to get my shot at 155. I'm already cutting 20 pounds of water. I was just, like, if I cut 10 more pounds, I'm going to die. Yeah. Who, who else was on your team? Uh, Dominic Cruz, Brandon Vera, um, um, Phil. Oh my God, I'm so much fucking CTE. Like I don't even remember my <laughs> best friend's name. No, I feel like you don't have CTE uh, because Mr. you're Wonderful. so you're not violent. You're so you're such an angel. Not yet. No. Yeah. Yeah. We talk a lot about like family cool annihilators, yeah. and I'm like, you don't really seem like one of those. How old are you now? Uh, 43. But uh, no, really, like I haven't been in a street fight in like. 20 years except for i'm not joking like a month ago i had to choke out a homeless woman 
on the street. What? Okay, tell us about that. <laughs> I was, um, you know Jackie, right? Stop smiling. Well, I want to hear about that. <laughs> now, now he lights up. Yes. Like, you Jackie... talk about baby talk, you shut down. Look at this guy. Oh you my know, God. That might be a red flag. I know. There's a girlfriend out there. But... Seriously. Well, uh, yes, Jackie is your my really beautiful amazing, girlfriend, beautiful girlfriend. Stylist, always, you know, dressed in the she's finest linens. so hot. And Thank she's you. so sweet. And she's like funny and a badass. But she's yeah. like... Yeah, she's great. I'm big fan. Big I fan of your her. girlfriend. But you know, usually she wears all black. Mm -hmm. The one day she wore all white. Uh, we went to the Target downtown, which is like one of the most horrible Targets you could possibly go to. And we're walking back with the low Target bags. And this lady pops up in my face like, you know those like shooter games where they have the <laughs> like that? Like she just <laughs> up here and I'm like, oh shit. And she's crying. She's like, she hit my baby. She hit my, I'm like, who hit your baby? And I instinctively turn around and there's a small child with a bloody nose. Like her nose is just fucked up, dude. It, like there's blood shooting out of both nostrils. I go, who hit your lady? And she goes, she did. And there's this fucking crackhead running around and she runs and I run after her and she, and she gets there first. She throws a crackhead to the ground. And me just trying to be like diplomatic, like I separate them and then like I pick up the crackhead with one arm and I'm like, did you hit that kid? <laughs> and she's like, she's like, yeah, like, yeah, you hit that kid. So like there's a mob forming because I didn't see it. Like we had just walked into it, yeah. but a bunch of people had seen her hit the fucking kid. So everybody's like, fuck this bitch, get her, get. And I'm like looking at her, I'm like, oh, she's fucking so mentally ill and shit. So everybody starts coming close and I just, I, I grab her by like both arms. I go, everybody back up. And she, you know, when you hold a baby and they go like, yeah, they go <laughs> like, fucking hold on. Yeah, they like a noodle. Limp and shit. Yeah. She went limp dick on me and I try to pick her up when she went down, she pulled her pants down and then now she's grunting. I'm like, oh shit, she's going to shit on my leg. Like I thought, oh, I thought that was her defense ah, tactic. Fuck. So I let go of her and I reach behind her head and I pick her up super gentle because it's like. Like, you know those cops that kill people by accident? Yeah. You know, by accident? Like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. So I, she weighs 90 pounds. Like, I picked her up, and I'm holding her. And then she did try to, like, dig her nails into me. And then instantly, I just squeezed a tiny bit, and she started to go limp right away. And I go, don't do that. I said, I promise I won't hurt you if you don't do that. And she, like, put her arms down, and everybody's, like, gathering in front of me. And then, so there's this wall, and I, I backed up against the wall. There's, like, eight people with their phones filming and shit. And I go... Holy shit, this is gonna I haven't seen it yet, but it's got Are be, you on Foos Gone Wild it's yet? It's gotta be somewhere <laughs> out there. And out of context, it literally looks like I have a hostage. Because I'm just like my back to the wall because I don't want anybody sucker punching me and shit. And everybody's like getting super angry. I'm like, back the fuck up, back the fuck up. Everybody's backing up. And I see one guy and I'm like, is anybody calling the cops? And one guy's like, Oh and I'm like, eight to ten minutes maybe, but it felt like a half hour. And I'm fucking holding this lady. And the whole time, like that mob is like angry as fuck. A cop rolls up. He gets out. He's on his cell phone. He's just like, da, 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 da. And I'm like, sorry, I'm playing Candy Crush. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, hey, man, are you going to come get this bitch? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I got to go. I'm going to work with And he walks over. He's like, doo, 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 doo. He's like hey, can you spin around so I can handcuff him? I'm like, I don't fucking work here, dude. And I just like go over. I just started going crazy again. I just picked up my little target bag and walked off. But uh, Jackie took the kid in the bathroom to clean her up while I was doing all that shit. She fucking came out splattered. Oh, my uh, God. The one time she wore white. That's fucking the craziest shit. <laughs> have you ever had any other public Wait, so fights? Did like you know I'm shitting on you? Oh, yeah. No. no when, 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 oh, when I let go and I heard her grunting, I picked her up by the neck. 
she pulled her pants up as she as she stood up. Luckily, oh, so she didn't shit. Yeah, no, because I was like, "Fuck, that would have been like game over." I don't know what. That's a good defense I, yeah. tactic. That's such a I good defense tactic. A pacifist. It was like, and that's like she played her cards. Ladies, if you're ever getting sexually assaulted or afraid that you might be, just poop. Yeah, shit yourself. It might work, and I might. You don't know who you're dealing with, you know, but um, that would work. But I don't think I can poop if I... Unless you're in Germany, because I heard they're into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Germans. They're into the scat yeah. supply. Somebody, I forget which comedian it is, but they have really good bit about this. Where it's like, well, if you can poop on command, then you're already like a superhero. So oh, yeah, 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 you know I've what I mean? That. Yeah. Because barfing on command, because I feel like I can cry uh, on, I'm almost there to cry on command. Like almost command. there. You can cry on, you have cried on command. I've seen you do it. We, I remember because we had this conversation when we were in New York, and I was like, "Do it," and then you did. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> when we we're at that t like the underground jazz club. Oh, maybe there was just the jazz though. That was like I I reached my jazz limit for the night. I was, <laughs> I, I was, so. There was some motherfucker like wailing on a harmonica. <laughs> I was like, "Don't do a harmonica solo." Like I can understand almost every instrument having a solo, but like, and I understand I like harmonica as an accompaniment. Like you know, Bob Dylan. <laughs> I love Bob Dylan. Um, but this guy was like wailing on a harmonica and like, you know, you ever like watch something or listen to something and you're like, if I don't like this, it means that I'm not intellectual. So you to just, you're like, yes, but I like, I'm like, but he was also harmonica. I'm like, you're just like a fucking railroad hobo. They just found like some rusty little, like, I just paid some harmonica, you know? I'll, anyway. I'll listen to harmonica sometimes if I come home really drunk and I'm like rolling a joint, I'll just go on YouTube and be like, I'm like, yes. And I feel like I'm an old Western man. That's great. So You're like a railroad baron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fun. Do you have that in your ancestry, like a bunch of railroad hobo? No, 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 no railroad. Be DNA. honest. How much boxcar hobo you got in your DNA. family tree? That Irish DNA, though, from my little Lola baby. <laughs> it's it's actually Mexican and Irish hot people, people are hot. Yeah. Yes, very yeah. true. I think Irish and let's, let's we'll just <laughs> any mix. Yeah. Oh my God, you should do like junior style, like uh, Schwarzenegger get pregnant. <laughs> I would love to see a remake of that movie with like you. A fast baby with like <laughs> barrettes in it. And head. like beautiful, beautiful blue eyes. Yeah. We do the, the swirl. What do they call it? What was that movie where, the, when he got pregnant? Arnold? It's called Junior. Junior. That is it. I thought yes. you were going to say Junior. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a fighter that likes to keep my head on the swivel, I feel like Liam might attack me at any time because the hair is just like here. <laughs> yeah, your peripheral you're like, view. Of, you're out of my peripheral. I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. With <laughs> I wonder if women, this is such a uh, random thought, but I wonder if like, the style that we have, like that women have with having like big, whether we have big hair or heels, which is like really makes us defenseless because we have like blinders on or, or like peripheral vision is usually blocked in some way. We're usually wearing some shoes that are just like not conducive to running or yes. fighting at all. I wonder if that's something that is like either subconsciously ingrained into women's fashion and uh, you know, looks in some way in order to keep us kind of like these defenseless little fawns, or if I'm just really overthinking it and I sound like a like this is a college dorm room freshman year. No, no, I'm like, no, bro, no. do you ever think about how like society invented rules, dude? <laughs> so like, we don't even have to fucking do them. <laughs> so fucking think about that. Sometimes I say shit that I'm yeah. like, I don't know if that's deep or like the most basic no, I think, <laughs> shit I think anyone's ever quite talked quite a scholar, about. I think. Uh, One of the smartest things I heard you say is that, uh, Having a man's like having a Tamagotchi. <laughs> yeah. I, was like I was like, yeah, that is actually very accurate, I think. Yeah, what? no, they will. Your man won't leave if you just keep his like, the, just like make sure, make sure all that comes out of his dick. It's kind of like, 
you just want to keep his cum out of his dick and then just like he's hungry and then I don't know, just like, like a Snickers commercial. Are you having a moment right now? Do you need a Snickers? That's it. Like, yeah, it's usually like when they're tug and yeah, when they're having like, a moment, yeah. you just have to make them come, and then they're like feel so much better. Yeah. And also, like, don't go on an anxiety spiral in front of them because they won't help and they'll make it worse. Because if you just like go to them, like I'm really freaking out because of this, they're like, yeah, I mean, you kind of should freak out. That's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, what the. I feel so bad right now because that's like exactly what I do with Jackie. Like she'll come. Men to me. do that all the time. Oh, I don't, and I know, like I've seen it before. Like I know you just want a shoulder to cry on, but my instincts to try to fix everything for you. Yeah, be like, oh, everything's terrible at work, and these guys talk to me. I'm like, why don't you just beat everybody the fuck? Up? <laughs> Why'd you let people talk to you like that? Like, just fucking get them. Oh you know? my god! Like, no, that's not gonna work. I'm like. Yeah, and then you're like, "Wow, I guess so." Like, um, I'm coming to you with solutions, and it seems like you're combating all of them. So, like, I don't even know what to do with you here. And if you just want to be emotional, like, I do have shit to do. So now I'm starting to feel like you did have that dash cam installed. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. I know. I, I just am like, I'm like a soothsayer. I just can predict. Um, okay, Wait. I wanted to ask you your. Oh, I do want to ask you the worst, uh, like. Uh, injury that you've had because I know you've had so many so we can't even go through all of them but just like what was the worst one for you or like you could be even emotional of just like this one sucked because then I couldn't do this or it changed my life in this way well the the retinal detachment fucked me up for a while that's your eye ball yeah. right so that's you got socked in the face how come your, your eyes are totally you're not wonky I don't know, but don't jinx it. I, I'm very superstitious. I would it. assume it, you would look like a... Is it walking now? No, it, I, you have like perfect symmetric, like symmetrical eyes. I would assume you look like a chameleon if you Actually, got your... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If I drop my head low, they'll they'll start to split because I have a, a rubber band holding the side together. Oh, shit. So the rubber band locks up on the top of the, like the bridge yeah, yeah. of the eye and it won't let it fully go up. So like my eyes, if I look up, it'll track and this one will get stuck and this one will keep going up like this. And then I'll have crazy double vision. Wow. Yeah. So was, that's the worst one. That's the then, worst. Yeah. Was it one incident or is it just like prolonged? Um, honestly, I think I always had shitty, uh, shitty retinas from the beginning because uh, you get your retinas checked out before like every six months or so, you know, not every fight, but every six months I you see. renew your license. And I get my fighter's license renewed and they'd always be like, oh, you have a little tear, which is different than like a detachment, you know, but they would always fix them. And they'd... It's a fighter's license in order to have that. Is that just require very intensive physical? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. It's, it's mostly a physical. Like yeah. there's some paperwork you fill out, but it's pretty like, you know, pretty mm -hmm. basic. But uh, yeah, so it was, it didn't even happen in a fight. It just goes to show like how dangerous like training is because it, it happened sparring, preparing for a fight with the big gloves and headgear. Wow. And I had a friend of mine who was in the UFC at the time and I just, an uppercut, some, he threw an uppercut and it's like one of the hardest punches to see and I remember just like seeing it right here and I was like, oh shit, and it went right in my fucking eyeball. And I was like, oh fuck. And I was blind in the eye like immediately for like at least an hour, but I didn't tell anybody because that's like kind of like my MO. Yeah, it shit. seems like that's off. a theme in your life. That's my, <laughs> your yeah, life. even more so than other fighters, I think. Like, just, yeah. So like I tried to walk it off and I had this, it came, the vision came back, but I had this flashing light. It was like somebody was shining a light and it was popping like every couple minutes. And so I called the doctor and he's like, Ooh, he's like, I think you should come in. And I was like, oh, I'm really busy. Maybe next week. And then over the weekend, <sighs> the light had gone from like every couple hours to like three times a minute. It was like, Oh fuck. 
And so I walked in to the doctor. <laughs> your office. eyes, like your check, your check engine light is going on. It's like, <laughs> yeah. bro, take care of this. Yeah. yeah, it's like when you need to put oil and shit. Yeah. Like there must be a ne- second light that comes on that <laughs> yeah. says, hey, it's really <laughs> critical now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, now it's really bad. Like yeah. I, I was expecting a second gaslight. I'd be like, hey, now you should. But uh, yeah, I went to the doctor and like I knew it was bad because as soon as I walked into the retina specialist, I was the only person under 60. Oh, uh, yeah. And like <laughs> when you get old, like I guess your retinas just go bad and you're just fucking old and go blind for no reason. And um, something to like, look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just like, fuck, this is bad. And uh, as soon as he looked in my eye, he go, I'll never forget the exact words. He goes, ah, oh, yeah. He goes, I got some bad news. Uh, fucking give it to me straight, doc. He goes, yeah, if you don't have surgery tomorrow, 100% chance you go blind in that eye. <laughs> Damn. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. well, let me see yeah. what am I doing tomorrow. You're like, um, yeah. yeah, why don't we schedule that? Damn. It's like, bro, 100% chance you don't even believe in God? <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, that's a miracle. Yeah, he's like, yeah. no. Did you ever hear about the Michael Bisping stories where he would oh, uh, memorize the eye test before going in? Because he was literally blind. Really? Dude, that, I've been, <sighs> dude, I've been blind for so long. That's how I get my drive. I sh- shouldn't be saying this. But my driver's license, dude. Oh. What, do you have Jackie go in and like take a photo of it? And then she's like, it's, and you're like in a headset. It's like, it's E-A-C-B-B-2. They're like, two? Yeah, they just throw a number in there. <laughs> just to fuck with you. Like seven? Uh, yeah. That's but It's uh. I memorized the traditional one, which is like E, T O Z L P E D P E C F E D. You know, like I have that one down. But like sometimes you're going to throw your curveball. I thought there would be randomized like Rorschach inkblot tests or something like that. It's weird that there even has a template for something that is supposed to be t- truly just like your vision. It just goes to show how organized we're. But at the DMV, it is. It is at the DMV. They just have random fucking lines. Yeah. And then you stand fucking so far away and I always go, can I get, I don't know how I find out, but there's another test at the DMV. It's a viewfinder. And so they have this viewfinder. Yeah, i that one. And um, it's a, a white square with a, a black box on one corner and you say top, right, bottom, left, and they keep switching it, right? You do it with both eyes and then you do it with, they close one and then they close the other. Mm-hmm. And so they close my the the bad eye and I do it and then they close the good eye and then I just go like this like oh. I, I I literally like just uh, put my fucking eye in the, in the hole and nobody has ever said you know anything. why because they work at the DMV so they're like listen I, I don't I don't get paid enough and I get pretty much <laughs> abused emotionally every day at work I don't care if anything they want to breed probably drivers that will be more dangerous you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's like they're more motivated to do that like yeah. like that's my long-term plan is to make society collapse from the inside of working in the dmv <laughs> so i no longer have to show up to work yeah exactly yeah. you know it's a, it's a long game there they're trying to get the the self-car driving you know like, yes so. man i can't uh that's such a fucking crazy yeah that's a crazy injury so what okay what got you into doing drag? Because we talked a little bit about this, um, but yeah, I really want you to, because you've done so much and you got into drag a little bit later, but maybe not, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I did grow up like hella feminine, believe it or not, because I was raised by a single mom and she had a lot of gay friends and nobody was like, when I was being raised, oddly enough, nobody was ever like, oh, that's gonna make that kid gay, or which is the real common thing in Mexico, you know? And so I, I always just kind of felt real natural and uh, like, love Whitney Houston, love Madonna, like singing that shit at home, you know? And uh, I took a class in emotional intelligence where's, where I met Jackie. And uh, Yeah, that's like, how you met your, he met his girlfriend. 
uh, Diego met his girlfriend Jackie in a seminar. Basically, it was like an emotional intelligence like seminar. It's like a like a class self help type self help class. Yeah. It's like so great. We could talk about that later too because I'm I think that's really beautiful. It's a beautiful story. But um, go ahead. Sorry. So I um was challenged to do something that was like outside of my comfort zone. And so I in like I say this every time like to this day I don't know why. They were like what could you do? Cuz like I was already an artist. I was already transitioning from being a fighter to being a full-time artist. And I have no idea why, but I just opened my mouth and I was like what if I do a drag show? And everybody's like, oh my God. Because a lot of it's about vulnerability, you know? Yeah. It's uh, emotional intelligence is a lot about being, ex accessing vulnerability, especially as a male, right? Because it's like, we're always taught like, uh, especially me, don't show weakness. I'll fucking walk on a broken leg for three days. And, I mean, uh, you have a tattoo on your face that's a stoic. Yeah. That's how men are. It's a little covered up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is covered Nina up. Nina knows this from reference. Yes, and, just reference. But I yeah. mean, I the number one word I always used to describe a man usually or just like a masculine feature is stoicism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Thanks. very stoic. What, uh, <laughs> what type of art were you doing? Uh, I do. Are doing? I, I, I paint. Uh, I'm into like assemblage uh, sculpture now and uh, getting into like little screenwriting now. Little yeah, cool. We have a piece actually in me and Charlie's uh, oh, apartment. Yeah. We have a painting of Diego's that you saw. Probably I'll show you later, but it's it was like a large uh, white uh, wooden board with like a face on it. It's like very abstract. Um, it's really beautiful. But yeah, and you did. Um, you do a lot of sculpture as well. Yeah, I just uh, recently more got into that and. Uh, it's just uh, I, oh, at that you know how I figured that out at that party uh, where I had the Lola's birthday party and I was like, because oh yeah, you did the um, you had an art show in New York in the um, Lower East Side. Um, oh no, this was before that. It, it was uh, at the one where you bought the 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 painting with Charlie. Oh yes, that was at your studio uh, in downtown LA. Yeah. Yes, that so, was a great show. Um, for Halloween one year, I dressed up as Buffalo Bill. <laughs> and I, I made the costume like I hand wove the robe and everything. And uh, I put it up on a mannequin and I painted all my tattoos on the mannequin. And so like an art dealer from New York who's like a good friend now saw it. And he's like, hey, I really like that shit for you. Like if you, you get more into that, like I think we can get some stuff like that into some galleries. And that's how I got the show in Manhattan. Yes. And I remember I met your art dealer I met your art dealer friend. Yeah. yeah. Um, and was, that show was, was great. At the, at the, yes. At the jazz club. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, that's um, that show was great. Yeah, you should really Shout check out, out Alex Burns, baby. <laughs> you should really check out his work because, like, your your art is really that's what's so fascinating about you. It's because you're like been very successful at like pretty much everything you've touched, which is like really lucky. I mean, it's it's great. Um, but oh, I don't want to lose sight of so the drag show, the emotional intelligence course was like the catalyst for you to be yeah. like, oh, I'm going to do this, <laughs> and then what happened. So I think then um, I did it and I got a lot of positive feedback from people. Uh, I think it was already doing really good, but especially when COVID hit, like people were just bored at home and you, people needed content. And, you know, somebody saw a picture of me um, dressed in drag and they worked for Vice. And so they called me up and they're like, hey, would you be interested in doing an interview? And I was like, yeah, of course I would. And at first they were like, well, I don't think, you know, like, I, I can't promise you anything. It's, uh, I'm from Vice Germany. So he's like, I don't know if it, uh, Vice USA will ever see the light of day of it or anything like that. And I'll go, you know, I've sold a couple paintings in uh, Denmark. So I have a couple clients in Europe. Anything's good, you know? Mm -hmm. So the first article came out in German. And it's real funny because we did the article 
we did the interview in English, he translated it to German, but for some reason they took that article and just translated it, like click, copy, pasted it back to English. So when you oh, read so it, it's like so bizarrely when you written. read it, it's a little wonky and shit. Yeah. But, um, it's like written by AI. It's just yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> it still got picked up and it went to like all these different countries. And like, I was looking at my Instagram and then I have followers from like Paris and from like the United Arabs and like Emirates and like all this, shit kept popping off and like that's kind of how like i got here to la yeah oh so then that was like you're like okay this is really doing something for me i want it so you moved so you were still in san diego at that point yeah wow so this was three years ago three years ago three years ago yeah. a Interesting. little more than three years probably why the name lola pistola um <laughs> I, I credit my i like to say former wife i feel like ex-wife has too many negative connotations because you guys are people. still close obviously oh, she's the mother of tired. your children yeah. yeah but we're on super good terms we're like really great friends it's wonderful and uh we wanted to name my first daughter lola but we went with uh bella mm -hmm. and uh, i actually just barely ugh, i'm gonna get off track but i barely told my daughter that i named her after my favorite porn star and she was like and it just kind of like came out i'm like you're old enough now i just thought it was hilarious how like, old is she I, she's uh 17 okay and uh i she didn't know and i think i forgot we were somewhere and i just like said oh we were at disneyland i was on mushrooms <laughs> she, she said she said something i go yeah i named you after you know belladonna she was like what who's that and i was like oh it's a porn star but your mom you know like we changed it a little because she thought it was i don't know <laughs> but uh, i am okay wow did your um <laughs> did your uh children know you were on mushrooms yeah. Yeah. Did they take yeah. any? No, no. I'm what? A when I was seventeen, parent. I took. I'm mushrooms. a responsible parent. Yeah, man. you are. You I your, want. I want them know? to. Uh, no, I actually yeah. told them like the human brain's not done developing until you're 25. I know. That's why I am a charlatan. Because <laughs> 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 I like. That's why I'm like. Oh, I did so. I did the most amount of drugs yeah. as a teenager and like in my so, early 20s. Give it up. Yay! And we're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Mr. Zimmer's drugs fading. Where are we gonna? <laughs> I did tell him though, I hope we all get back together when everybody's 25 here at Disneyland and then we do mushrooms together. As time. a family? Yeah. Oh my God. I think that there should be more psychedelic trips as families. Oh, for sure. I that don't one... know. Really? I don't know. Okay, wow. Now you sound like Mitch McConnell. <laughs> You're like, well, people well, say like, I'm Tucker Carlson. I'm like, well, stop talking like him. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I do mushrooms with my dad and brother. No problem. I've done mushrooms with my brother. but like, And your dad? Yeah, my dad. That's sick. No, I haven't done it with him, but I would. And he's down. Yeah. He he, smoke, you smoke weed with your yeah. uh, brother and your dad. Yeah. yeah. So like, and he wouldn't care. He's down. But like my mom, my sister fuck no <laughs> like no dude that would well, be like, i thought that about my mom like i because my mother like compared <laughs> that's good i compared i know right i do you need help with this maybe <laughs> i'm so big i know seriously. that guy little cold <laughs> <laughs> i um i compared my mother would compare weed to heroin oh, when i was shit. growing up and like because she's iranian and also like Weed was just not normal in Iran. And like when she came to the US, it was, but she just seemed like, they're all burnouts, you know? And I'm like, okay. So when I was a teenager, I was like, oh, my mother would never smoke weed. And then the older I got, my mom now, and I think it's really like not, cause she's such a fucking bootlicker. When it became legal, <laughs> <laughs> when it just became legal, she was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, hey, um, 
sorry out sheeple out there but just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right bro okay <laughs> nazi germany was technically legal bro okay i'm in the back of the dorm room <laughs> <laughs> back if i could freshman your dorm room but i never imagined smoking weed with my mom because i just until and we just did like few years ago i think that's when it started maybe like five years ago and now she's just like super open to it and like we'll do like i'll give her like edibles and stuff like that but like so i don't know just never say never yeah i'm saying never to doing shrooms though with my mom i would never want to do psychedelics with my mom but i okay this is bizarre my mom would not do psychedelics she yeah she wouldn't do that that no judgment whatever don't do anything you don't want to do but my dad I know has done psychedelics. I know smokes weed. I found his weed when I was like 14. And I don't think he would either do, we've never smoked weed together. I don't think he would do psychedelics with me. Um, but I think he would handle his shit really well. Like I think if my dad did psychedelics, he like wouldn't like turn into like. No, he's a veteran of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, but I'm more of a veteran. I feel like I'm a decorated, he's a soldier. <laughs> I don't know. I'm an admiral. You come home with like I don't know. Like, <laughs> Why? I bet I bet you he's the five-star general on this shit. <laughs> Is it because you're like, Nina, he wasn't around. He probably was doing cool shit like doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You okay? Yeah, he's probably having a great time. He didn't want to hang out with your boring ass eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was... <laughs> he was he was having a good time in the 70s <laughs> oh my god wait can oh. we talk about some of the tattoos we were talking about before oh yeah like sure. the oh uh, my god i'm sorry i just for the, there's listeners in this podcast but if you are not if you're listening go to our youtube and watch this because i just saw i'm sorry you have a r.i.p mr hands tattoo oh what am i you know favorites? the horse that fucked the guy to death that well, I guess I'd know, but <laughs> you haven't? well, that, I know, I know the story. We've talked about horse fucking on this show Wait, have a you lot. Seen the footage? No. Oh, you're missing out. I don't know if I. Can I have not that. seen the footage either, but oh, I watched the documentary because I. I am watched the documentary too. Intelligent, yes. I will. I'll watch you know the doc. Funny? This was back. Zoo. When... It's called Zoo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I extremely recommend it. It's very good. It's actually done so well. It's very like classy, which is very bizarre because the content is literally about zoophilia. A guy getting fucked to death by a horse. Yes, and their community. Oh. Like because there's a community of them, and everybody is like. There's no, it's all like archival footage because yeah. none of the people that are speaking in the documentary wanted to be shown on camera, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you hear them being like, well, you know, when I, there's just something so majestic about a, <laughs> about a horse, <laughs> you know, and, you know, they're out there and, you know, I mean, people don't know that it's, uh, it could be very erotic. <laughs> Barnes can Fucking be very erotic. What happened? <laughs> what happened to you as a kid? I think there's wires that get crossed in your brain, and I think that is like the reason why pedophilia exists, and like why uh, serial killers exist, and why like people that want to fuck uh, animals exist. I think it's really just like a just a neurological defect. Yeah. I think that there's some crossing of wires that are just not supposed to go where they go. And then they're like, I don't know what it is, but I can only come if you rub peanut butter on the soles of my shoes. That's I just get that. That's, that makes sense. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to out you. I didn't mean to dox <laughs> <Yeah>. you. Like, <laughs> a little bit less of a wire crossing there. You know? like, you're okay. Like, yeah, yeah, you're like, well, no, but, I you know, see that. If you like peanut butter. Mm, can I, I ask? The, I got the jelly. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask you what your first tattoo ever was? 
Oh, shit. Uh, my first tattoo was like a three-hour back piece in a kitchen when I was 15 years old. Oh, what shit. is it? It's a tribal one. Back when uh, Red Hot Chili... And I heard you talk shit about Red Hot Chili Peppers, too, by the way. Are you a fucking chili head? Not to that extent. But, I mean, I was like a kid in the 90s, you know? Like, if you had a tribal, you were fucking I'm cool. sorry, dude. I don't want to fucking... I know so many people are going to come for me, but he... Okay, Anthony Kiedis wrote a song where the lyrics are... Ring a ding dong, ding a ding ding dong, ding a ding a ding dong, ding dong, and they're like, "God, this guy is an artist." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" They're, they're a very overrated band. They're great, but they have a diverse catalog, my friend, and they have their armor ding a ling a ling, and they also have under the bridge downtown. You know, that's a fucking heartfelt song right there. True. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I what just... do you want the man to do? He was raised by one of the extras from Lethal Weapon, one. Do you remember, like, at the Why very do you see? Big- no, you're a huge chili head because you know the genesis of, <laughs> yeah, fucking, yeah. Uh, of Anthony Kiedis. You're uh, like, listen, his father, uh, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Sr. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis Sr. Okay. Oh my God. Okay, wait, what did you say? What were you going to say? Oh, he was an extra. But you see him and he's like, oh, yeah, that dude does dope. And he was like, yeah, my dad would take me to Hollywood parties and we'd be doing coke. And he was like 13, man. I just, I just, a real Tatum O'Neill situation going on. I um, I had like so many. Oh wow, what are you watching? Wow, guess we're not interesting enough. <laughs> She's like, sorry, I'm watching another. I'm listening to another podcast. <laughs> I'll actually. just uh, take my sorry, horse fucking to- stories. She goes, I'm actually. <laughs> sorry, I'm just listening to Joe Rogan <laughs> 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 in these headphones right now, yeah. and I'm trying to correlate it with you guys talking. And I don't know who's Joe, but one of you are. Um, I. She's like. Doing some new shit where it's like podcast mashups and shit. Yeah, <laughs> like overlap two of them. Yeah, we're <laughs> artists here. Um, I, oh god damn, what the hell is it gonna say? What's, uh, wait, well, we can go so many ways. I, I know. I a little bit want to go just, back to the horse fucking real quick. I know. Yeah, I, I, I want right to go back to horse fucking, but just to wrap up the chili head, the chili peppers, um, Anthony Kiedis. Okay, flea is where it's at, and that's why the only thing they're fine. So many people like them whatever they go to their concerts and they fucking cry and shit you can have your thing horse fucking go for it horse fucking okay (laughs) well first of all the tattoo my son just turned 15 and i was like sitting next to him and shit and i was looking him in the eye i go god damn it man by the time i was your age i had a three hour back piece like i picture him like he doesn't even like to go on roller coasters you know like (laughs) i'm like trying to imagine him getting a three hour back piece in a dirty kitchen and shit i was just like did it warp at all though because you're 15 right you grew more I think. I, it was fucked from the get go, bro. Like it didn't look good. It didn't look good back then. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, like you ever seen that's my boy when he gets uh, the Backstreet Boys when he's eight on his back, and then when he's older, their heads are all huge. It's that's so funny. hilarious. Yeah, that, so does, funny. that does sound hilarious. Yeah. So that sounds like an experiment we need to try. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like a shrinky dink. Yeah. Like it just like expands. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So that was your first tattoo because you wanted to look like hard as a teenage yeah, boy. Course, you know. Yep. There you mm-hmm. go. You know, like, be cool. I was I was the coolest kid in school, man. I mean, like you walk in with a fucking, you go to fucking PE class and you take your fucking shirt off. You're 15. You have a fucking back piece that's like this big and shit. People look, people notice. You know, like oh shit. I got my first tattoo when I was also 15, and it was on my ankle. And I got it done in a dirty garage in Anaheim by a pill dealer who was wearing his hat like Fred Durst style, where it's like just covering the eyebrows. Where he's like, you guys want some perks? So, oh, just tattoos? You sure? I'll give you a deal on some. It might hurt. 
Okay, sure. It's like they're like the butthole mouth. They just like talk like this. They're like, no, it's cool. No, no, no. I mean, like, I got, I don't got weed, but I got resin. You could take a hit right before I give you the tattoo. Okay. But no, I got a small tattoo on my ankle, friendship tattoo with my friend. And um, I covered it with a Band-Aid when I would be at home with my mom. Uh. So she never saw it. She didn't see it until I was like literally 18 or 19 years old. I hit it like successfully for three, four years. And um, I got that when I was 15. And I felt like, I think I legitimately, when I was in high school, would like do shit like it was on this ankle. I think I would be like, like, like awkwardly, I was like, look at my tattoo. <laughs> Just, I wanted to, sh I wanted everyone to know I had a tattoo because I felt so cool. Um, okay, what's... Unabomber. Yeah. When'd you get that? Ah, oh, the Unabomber, man. I'm really bad with dates. It's, uh, but I've had it for a while. Um, this guy who was, um, I guess, friends with um, John Waters came up to me once. I was at like a zine convention, you know, those are like homemade comic books and shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes, excuse me, sir, can I, can I talk to you about one of your tattoos? I'm like, yeah, sure, man. And he goes, uh, why'd you get that Unabomber tattoo? I go, well, you know, I'm not like saying I agree with blowing people up, you know, but uh, I did like, you know, some of the shit in the manifesto. And uh, I don't know, it was just so iconic. You know, when I was a kid, I would go to the post office and there would be a fucking poster of the Unabomber there. You know, like you would see that shit and be like, holy shit. It was just such an iconic face. I thought it was really cool. But um, And Ted Kaczynski, who it was a very brilliant man. He was, uh, I mean, he went crazy, but, you know, yeah. he went literally postal. But, you know, his like manifesto, it's written. I mean, Ted Kaczynski was also, you know, he was experimented. He went to Harvard and then he was also experimented on by um, what's it called? Uh, the MK Ultra, MK CIA Ultra, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so he was like given acid um, in like one of these experiments, and it's just crazy that he's kind of like a product of like, you know, the dark side of the CIA, and um, you know, the OT, not the OTO, but the because yeah, he was a crazy. child, and you know, like he was there like with grown ass men doing experiments on him, and they were trying to like <laughs> yeah. break his will and shit. You saw that documentary then, right? Or I did, did not. Oh, it's no. so good. The, the like four part oh, you documentary. Seen it? Yeah, it's so fucking. When he good. was born, uh, something happened, and they isolated him from his mom and put him in like a little glass thing for a month. No, for yeah. a month he didn't. He wasn't touched as a newborn baby. Oh, that that's like. Do you know about that like crazy experiment that like Alexander the Great did? No, there is. This is alleged, but like because it's such ancient history. But like allegedly, he wanted to make super like warriors, and so he would say, "Okay, well, if we take bait, like breed." basically human beings to be soldiers. So take them away from their parents and then like make them tough. So they took them away from like had these mothers, you know, uh, give birth and then isolated these babies and they all died. They yeah. all died in captivity because yeah. you cannot have babies in captivity and not be touched. It's like, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, this is like a, it's like an alleged thing because it's like, again, but I mean, I think that there's something to be said about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and people have definitely experimented with that. But yeah, they said as soon as he came back, he was like not normal. That's that. so fucked up. What yeah. is this documentary called? Uh, or was it on? It's on Netflix. Okay, I, I gotta so, watch yeah. it. Probably just yeah. the Unabomb Diaries or something. It's I think probably. it's like in there's, my suggestion. There's also a what wimpy kid diaries Unabomber diaries yeah, the Unabomber diaries don't be mistaken by judy bloom wimpy kid you know yeah. like just fucking grows up and blows people up yeah you know, like, there's a show about the investigation it's not a documentary it's just you know theatrical but it's so fucking sick 
And I, I found about this stuff like a year ago. I had no idea about the Unabomber until like a year ago. Yeah. And then I was, holy shit, this happened for a while. This fucking yeah. Crazy. It's kind of crazy that there has been like, I don't know if, you know, all of the spree killings and all and, you know, shootings and all of these things have either been like overinflated or under like reported or overreported because it's kind of hard to tell because there was also those Tylenol deaths too where like somebody remember in like the this is before I was born but I just like knew about it in like the late 80s or early 90s they would uh somebody like broke into a drugstore and then literally put cyanide in like a oh, bunch yeah. of Tylenol yeah. bottles and all these people from like around the country like just died and because they were poisoned and like I just don't know like there was a lot of like grassroots terrorism you know you yeah. got the Oklahoma City bombing and all this shit so that's when, they, that's when they invented like the safety seals and shit yeah that's yeah. literally what made them invade set. that's like so crazy that like you would just go into a store and you could just open I'm like bro I would just I would never buy Advil I would just yeah. open I would go in the store and be like just need two of these boom and then close it back <laughs> up you think about a fucking now you gotta puncture a whole thing you know yeah. I don't know yeah um, uh, favorite tattoo? Yes. Oh my goodness! Uh, I need to ask about the NHL, but it says HNL one. Oh, that was like you know what Key and Peele when they were on Mad TV. Um, I think it was a Key, and he had a a, a skit called Ho Another Level. Oh my <laughs> god! Wait, were you into like the Mad TV era? Fuck yeah! Wait, I used to I used to do a, a really good Miss Swan impression, and oh. I used to go, which is I racist. Was, which, which, by the way, yeah. So I was like YouTube famous for doing a Miss Swan impression, but I had to delete it because I was like, if I become famous one day, I will get canceled. Because well, Alex Bornstein, if you can tell by her last name, is not Asian. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to do it for you after the episode. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, Jackie does a great. Um, What's her name? Stuart's mom is it Lorraine? Oh my god, yeah. that and was I'll so do, good. I'll do the Stuart for her, and like, and sometimes we're playing in bed, and she like, whoa, playing oh, you're gonna get your cuckoo on it. I'm like, oh, I miss that stuff. That was the best time of All me, all me and my friends did was Coach Hines impressions. Just walk around a little Catholic school in Massachusetts, Yamanashi, just all day. Oh my god. Oh, is that Will Sasso? He was he was so funny on that oh show. Oh my god, that was that was Keegan again. But that uh, Will Sasso was so fucking funny he on the show. His so fucking funny. Arnold impersonation. Oh my god, I still die over it. Yeah. He was so loud. Good. Wait, so what's your favorite tattoo? <laughs> Fuck, man, I don't. They're all really they're really well done. I think. Well, I did a lot of them myself. Really, really, yeah, like like a lot of this arm is done by me. This is all done by me. Like you, you drew them or you tattooed. I, I tatted them. I did. Can them. I ask? Like I, I, I'm always curious about like this whole neck piece. Like, did you just want that, or is it like, does it have like some sort of, like I just I'm curious when I see like just like really a cover up. Dark yeah, stuff. yeah. What is that for? Um, it's funny enough. I was watching. I think it's is it 21 Pilots or some shit with my with my kids. And the dude comes out on stage and, and like his neck's all black. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, that's the most gangster ass shit I've seen in my life. That band is not gangster at all. <laughs> they like make mu music for 10 yeah, year olds. I know. Literally. I know. Cause my kids were 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, no dad, it's makeup or something. I'm like, oh fuck sick. Nobody's done it yet. So I was like, I'm going to do it. Do you like it? Cause it looks like you have like a floating head. No, I actually hate that about that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I never, I never think things through if that has like, 
at all popped in anybody's head yet but it's like i get tattoos like don't even think about it and then i'm like ah, I not that i regret it but then yeah I'm, do you have any that you regret no i love all my tattoos sometimes i just wish they were a little bit over here more there so i could put other tattoos or put other tattoos on top of them i just want tattoos on top of tattoos mm. what's the latest one that you got oh shit i think it's uh this young anime person that has a champagne bottle stuck in their pussy Oh my god. <laughs> okay. I don't know, I don't know where I'm going. Do you know about that um Montley Crew story? Which one? The no. sh the champagne bottle in someone's pussy? Oh, I think I heard There's something. a woman who um was a cuz a Montley Crew, we I've talked to you about this. Um they have the best behind the music. I want to plug that. It's really good. And Montley Crew they have this crazy story where this girl who's a fan, because they got fucked by so many, you know, women all the time. And she came backstage, she rushed backstage, was like, I want to sleep with you and your whole band. I just, please, please, I want to sleep with you guys. I think Tommy Lee is telling the story. And he's like, oh, okay. He's a champagne bottle in his hand. And he goes, all right, what I want you to do is I want you to get fully naked. And I want you to squat down here on the ground. This is backstage and like, you know, presumably a huge venue. And I want you to stick this champagne bottle up your pussy, like the neck of the bottle. And I want you to sit, uh, squat here until we come back, which is horrendously abusive and insane. And I can't believe, like, talk about cancel culture. All of these, like, hair metal bands in the 80s. I'm like, how did they not? And then literally Tommy Lee's telling the story. And he's like, <laughs> and then I plum forgot. <laughs> and... <laughs> And uh, you know, uh, you know, we came back two hours later. She was still there. So anyway, we all fucked her. So I'm sure she was elated. Anyway, she's probably dead now. Like I feel like she's, she's like got to be dead. Yeah, got it. I hope. Um, but that reminds me of your tattoo, the champagne bottle and a pussy. Yeah, that's the connection. I guess I made. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I tattoos mean, are great. It's like a yeah. natural jump. It wasn't like yeah, yeah. very abstract. I, I see why. Yeah, we have like a lot of. I mean, your tattoos are great. I want to explore more but we do have to go soon is there anything any questions you you have like that i haven't touched upon or like my number yeah anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> not exactly my type but we could yeah i'd, I'd like your number to be friends man yeah, hang out we can work it out we right. wow you just got friend zone <laughs> it's really sad not the first time yeah. <laughs> you know when i was talking about high school with the tattoo i wasn't getting laid oh really yeah. I guess the girls weren't Pepper fans either. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. It's more like, like when you're really buff, it's like dudes that come up to you, you know? <laughs> it's like never the chicks that are like, oh, my God, he's so fucking hot. It's like, dude, hey, bro, what's your, like... You on trend? Like, what's your... You daddy? Yeah, what, like, what's up? You know? Yeah, like, how many times? What's your, your rotation? <laughs> yeah. You know, like... Yeah, because I don't really like really muscular guys because I don't want a fucking ice sculpture. That's what it seems like. It'd just be like a hard and this is series a of shapes. Too. This is... I, I blew my knee out, like... Two months ago, I haven't been working out, but I love the hot dog. Thank you. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, I just like cartoon food a lot. That's really good. My tits all in my face. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> well, Diego, do you have any questions for us, or do you have anything, you know, like else you want to say before uh, we plug you and wrap you? Just uh, everybody, be kind. You know, respect other people. And, you know, I think that's a great way to live. You know, 
That's a beautiful, that's yeah. a beautiful sentiment. Yeah, I don't like the word tolerance. You know, like when I was a kid, I felt like everybody taught tolerance and shit. That's a shitty word. It's like you tolerate somebody. Yeah, I've always, I actually have always thought about that too with that word. Because it's like, I guess I'll tolerate you. Which doesn't seem like it's, acceptance is such a far cry from tolerance. You know, yeah. it's such a different thing. It's actually. like the bare minimum to tolerate somebody. Yeah, it's like, I guess I won't uh, eviscerate you or <laughs> kill you. So I'll tolerate you. Yeah, I think I just want to say like, you know, some people grew up different than you and just like are living a completely different life that you can't even fathom. And then you go and judge them, you know, so it's like just, you know, respect that people are having a different experience than you. And mm. other than that, I'm just happy you guys invited me. Thank you, Liam, for being here. Yeah, for very nice to meet you. so goddamn hot. Look at <laughs> me too. Thank you. Socks all pulled up. And <laughs> but, uh, I got my I got my compression socks on, dude. Yeah, yeah. ankles don't get all swollen <laughs> when you're on the plane and shit because you're bi-coastal. <laughs> I wonder if that's the only thing you're buying. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's just strong it is. <laughs> really like, want to underscore how. If I go over for an NFL party, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Actually, I'm never going to go to the East Coast ever again because I don't want anyone to even think I'm buying. Uh, so, just not ever going to do I guess I'll stay here for the rest of my life. Um, but, um, can you please uh, plug what you got? Um, I hardly use my fucking Instagram because I think I've gotten to that stage where like my paintings, I'm happy that they're like rising in value, but mm -hmm. they're not like instagram price anymore so sometimes i'm like why even use instagram if i'm not selling paintings i'm trying to get into like galleries and shit like that you don't want you don't want to be se driven severely mentally ill and depressed by the internet why not it. and if you follow me you notice i turn it off all the fucking time yeah the only one i use all the time is a uh, uh, let's add more black because i'm still my day-to-day -day, i still pay the bills tattooing mm -hmm. so i do some real avant-garde shit so if you're looking for a compass you know like i'm sure somebody else can help you but if you want to <laughs> i have a, a tattoo i did of a well first of all somebody came to me real quick and they're like everything carte blanche whatever you want to do anything i go okay what about a clown holding a dead baby they're like absolutely not can i get a, P a popeye tattoo i was like yeah okay let's go <laughs> but, that's uh, really really funny yeah, yeah carte blanche <laughs> 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 I would be so I'll just be like I don't know what dick on your head you idiot that's what I would do they were so instantly like no nah, I'm not gonna do that <laughs> but so if you want some dark shit yeah okay and that's how I'm paying my bills right maybe now. you should get your first tattoo from Diego <gasps> maybe if it's not a clown uh, holding that baby I could be interested I mean I could do, do whatever you want like a, yeah. I, 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 well, I don't have any cool ideas shit. yeah yeah. All right, let's try. You should but get a red honestly, hot chili peppers asterisk. <laughs> dude, honestly, like I hate to say this, but Irish people—I don't know if because they just generations of being soaked in Jameson—is the worst skin to tattoo, man. Why? Like I don't know. They have too some porous. It's like too. Oh, it's not that porous. It, no, it, it's yeah. It's, it's actually soft. like they don't have pores. It's like they're very. It's not tight. It's they could be like a milk bag, all loosey goosey, but still like the ink. You push it and you just see it come back out. Sometimes I'm like fucking Irish people. Well, Not you have nice skin. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you know, you do. Try. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Look yeah. at his face. He's like most beautiful, taut I skin, know. no pores. Mm. Okay, I'm giving you a compliment. Yeah. You're looking at me like I'm being weird. <laughs> I'm being really nice to you. Sorry. Okay. Um, all right, guys. Well, we got to go, but it's also pouring rain. So if yeah, you've yeah, been hearing yeah, that, it's hailing. It's hailing. Uh, so if you heard that, that's what this noise is. And we're sorry if it's uh, disrupted your um, viewing or listening experience. Uh, but we thank you for tuning in. It was a real pleasure. <laughs> thank I you guess so much, Lola. Still follow Diego Garrijo until I find a way to monetize it or do something positive, maybe fucking in the future. But let's add more black or Diego Garrijo. All right. Thank and you awesome. so much. Yeah, thank you. All right. And thanks. But I love I feel you so guys. Corny now. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like a politician. Like <laughs> oh.